Welcome back to 10 to Win the Podcast. Before we dive into part three of recharging your batteries, which is the interview portion, I wanted to let everyone know this episode will be slightly longer than the 10 minutes Kevin and I usually stick to. You're about to hear an amazing interview with incredible content that could truly make a difference in your life. Kevin and I felt the content was so good, there was no reason to cut any of it out to get closer to the 10 minute mark. So without further ado, please enjoy the interview portion of Recharging Your Batteries. Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is part three of Recharging Your Batteries, and this week we've been discussing the importance of why recharging your batteries is so vital in having a winning mindset. Before I push this over to Kevin for the introduction of our interviewee, I want to remind everyone this episode will be our last episode of the year. We will be back and better than ever in January for some brand new episodes So with that, let's jump right into part three of Recharging Your Batteries. We have another incredible guest today, Kevin, who is joining us today. Jason Heath Queen is with us today. Heath began his career in business and then transitioned over to higher education. He worked for the Reynolds and Reynolds Company and then spent five years working in development at Wittenberg University. While he was in higher ed, he focused on preparing students for a successful transition from college to career. He regularly engaged with employers, instructed leadership development programs, and connected students to valuable professional opportunities. Along the way, Heath continued to follow his own calling and trained to become a member of the clergy in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And today, Heath is serving as a resident chaplain for a healthcare system in Minneapolis. As for his educational background, he holds a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's of divinity degree from the Luther Seminary. Heath, we have worked together. We have taught together in the past. And I always found this constant comfort in being around you because you you never seemed to be too stressed about one thing or another. And you always seemed to be doing other interesting things, right? When we were teaching together, you're out there getting your master's degree in divinity. And, and as you, you know, you've told me this before, this was your, your calling. And I just think that that was so cool. And I feel like that was a way to kind of take a break is taking a a break from work to focus on yourself, something that you've, you've always been doing. Well, thanks so much, Kevin and Jason. I, I'm so excited for this conversation and excited to get to chat with you all today. I think uh, to answer your question uh, is taking a break to f- from work to focus on myself, something that I do regularly. And I, I would say, of course, uh, of course it is. Uh, you know, I'm very conscious for myself about the need to, to separate from my work and, and the need for myself to, to draw some boundaries, I think, in my professional life. Uh, to be honest, I, I've not always been too great at this. Uh, I know that I have a tendency to be a habitual overfunctioner at times in my work. And so, you know, it's taken me a lot of real introspective work and reflecting on myself to, to learn, you know, how I have been this overfunctioner in the past and how I take on too much uh, and expect too much for myself at times. And if left unchecked, I've recognized that I really don't 
give myself that time to rejuvenate or to focus, you know, my overall wellness. And so I've had to take on this difficult task of learning how to control drawing my own boundaries and uh, managing, you know, my own ability to advocate for my own needs and whatever setting it might be. I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in their career and their, in their life is assuming that, uh, their work will have automatically built in safeguards against stress and burnout and overfunctioning. Um, they mistakenly, I think, believe that their company or their employer or their business is going to automatically draw these boundary lines for them and protect their well being. And you know, I think the problem is, as, as conscious as companies are these days about employee health and wellness, it just isn't true that we can rely only on them uh, to manage, I think, what we should be doing on our own. And so I, for me, it's always important to remember that work is always going to consume whatever you allow it to consume. Um, and I think the key word there is you. I think you, your employer can offer you all sorts of benefits and, and opportunities to care for yourself. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to create those boundaries, to make use of those opportunities and to, to really disconnect from the office for managing your own life and, and rejuvenating yourself. So it doesn't mean you don't work hard, but I think at the same time, you have to be the one that takes the reins and, and sets the boundaries. So yes, I, I think it's something I, I regularly do and continue to work on even, even this day. Yeah, I love I love that statement, the habitual like overstuffing of the calendar, right? And I think there's a real fine line between grinding and focusing on yourself, right? And I think that's what I I think when I was young in my young career and it was in my young days of being an entrepreneur, it was like I wasn't really taking breaks to focus on myself. I was just doing more work and, and where I was, you know, I had a job and then I also started a business. And so I was just working all the time. I was either at work or at work, starting my own business, you know, stuff like that. And I think that's really easy trap to fall into. But as I've gotten older, I have realized like, no, like really starting business X allows me to focus on this part of my life and this, this thing that I want to develop more. And I think I, I think that's what I always saw in you, Heath was, was that, you know, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go get this degree and, and focus on this other aspect of my life because it charges me up to do it. It wasn't, um, oh, well, I need to make, more money. So I'm going to take this second <laughs> career on top of my first career, you know? So I, I mean, I love that. I think that was a great way to say it. Jason, what do you, what do you think about grinding versus doing things that allow you to kind of replenish yourself or focus on yourself? I'll go back to what we kind of talked about earlier this week. And, and I think that there's just confusion, right? Like people who start businesses, they want to grind it out and they want to grind it out. And Kevin used this word in glamorizing the amount of, of work that you're doing in a week. So as an example, I'm working 80 hours, right? I'm glamorizing the fact that I'm there five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, 10 hours a day. I don't know. You know, it's just a bunch. And there's this confusion about what is actually the right amount of work. Like if I put 80 hours in, does that truly mean that I'm putting a productive 80 hours in? Or if I simply put 40 hours in at top-notch level, then took a break, recharged myself, came back the next week and did another 40 hours, do you think my productivity would be better than 80 hours of basically burning out in one week and 
my 80 hours is at a 50% best. Does that make sense, Heath? Yeah. It's, it's this idea of confusion, right? Like we glamorize the amount of hours we put in, but it's really about the productivity, okay, mm-hmm. that you're getting out of the hours that you're putting in, which means that if you want to be more productive, you've got to recharge your batteries. And so my question for you, Heath, is this. Do you think that it is instrumental in the success for someone who's mm-hmm. trying to create a winning mindset to recharge? Do you think that there's, mm-hmm. you know, a stress relief that's built into that, that on the other side of that stress relief is a better person once they're recharged? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think my answer to this is a little nuanced. I tend to think so. Yes. And the answer to your question is yes, but I, but I think that it's really, it's impact on a person's success, it's impact on a person's work life. I think it's indirect. And I think it depends on really how you define success. I think, you know, I I can't promise that caring for yourself and focusing on your overall wellness in and of itself alone is going to make you more money or get you that promotion or help you, you know, come up with the next best business idea or grind it out, or even maybe even to fix the challenges in your family life, whatever it is that you're working towards. I think those are complex things. And there are plenty of examples out there where that's not the case, where simply taking a step back and taking a break doesn't necessarily lead to those things. But I can say, on the other hand, that I do believe that the simple fact of caring for yourself, the simple fact of taking a break, I think it has a ripple effect that does impact those things indirectly. You know, I, I do believe that it can make you more present to your work, more focused, less reactive to adversity. I think it can make you more apt to engage in conflict in the workplace or in your family. Um, I think it can make you more non-anxious in the face of insurmountable challenges that you might face in your day-to-day life. Um, it can make you more apt to see and recognize problems maybe that you've never even noticed before. And so uh, it can free you up emotionally to support your coworkers in ways that you may not be able to do, um, uh, you know, when, when you're so uh, bogged down with stress and work and, and, and life. And I think so at the end of the day, you know, I think it's these things that I believe that will lead you to success, these indirect impacts that taking a break, focusing on your own overall health and wellness, your own self, I think focusing in that area is, is, is helpful for that. Kevin mentioned that, you know, I work as a firefighter, right? And so yeah. like, there's this idea behind manning up. Okay. And I use that loosely when we're dealing with problems in my job, historically folks just kind of put it on the back burner, right? They don't talk about it. All right. It's, it's something that we just deal with. You move on and you just continue to go to work and, you know, put out a good product and you don't focus on yourself a lot, right? You know, I don't, it's hard for me, you know, I'm just using myself as an example. It's hard for me to kind of talk about myself sometimes, right? You know, you, you want to glamorize, you know, the folks around you, whether it's your family, your kids, your coworkers, you know, I'm a boss at my work. So I love to, you know, really talk about my employees and the idea of bringing myself up or Hmm. focusing on myself or having somebody else focus on me. Sometimes that's hard for me to understand and wrap my head around that. I may need help sometimes too. I may need to recharge my batteries sometimes too, because, Hey, I'm just as, as focused in on putting the work in and making a great product like you are. Right. But Hmm. I can't do that if I don't recharge my batteries. And I think I've recognized that over 18 years now being in the fire service, Hmm. we talked about Kevin, I talked about burning out earlier this week and you have that potential. And 
it's something that we all have to recognize, step up to the plate and say, you know what, none of us are perfect. None of us, you know, can go a hundred hours every week for 52 weeks a year. We have to sit back. We have to recharge. We have to focus on ourselves, and we have to just come to the understanding that it's a necessity, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When Jason, you know, being a firefighter and and I know that your your shift at work is is meant to be this way where you work for a 24-hour shift, right? But the reality is some of those shifts really are 24 straight hours of work, right? And that's a burn that's a grind. That's a burn. Heath, you have to feel the same way in some <laughs> manner being a pastor of a church or working within this, the congregation, working within the faith and doing the things that you do um, as a chaplain, like that's not, that's not a nine. You don't just wake up in the morning and just (laughs) report to work. Right. I mean, it is when people need you and when, when the call is there, you're there to answer it. So let me ask you this. How do you, how do you find the break? How do you take a break when you have a job that can be all consuming all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, congregational life is definitely demanding in and of itself. I think my current context, you know, as a hospital chaplain, you know, we pull 24 hour on-call shifts all the time and have to be available to respond whenever, whenever we're needed. And some of that time we spend at the hospital, you know, in my previous, uh, medical center I worked at, we actually slept there for 24 hours while we were on call and we're ready to go whenever, whenever the pager rang. And, you know, I think part of it is recognizing, I think part of it's acceptance, acceptance of the fact that you need to be your best self when, when you're heading into a situation, whatever it might be. When I'm heading into visits with a family who's just lost a loved one or has been in a tragic accident or just got terrible news about a diagnosis, you know, I, I have to be fully present in that moment and I have to be fully present with them and fully present to their needs and, and, and what they are uh, needing in that moment. And I can't be that for them if I am exhausted, if I am not caring for myself, and if I am neglecting the needs that I have. And so I think the first thing for me is just accepting that this is really important and making time for it, even in the midst of a very busy schedule, um, finding the time, finding the the space to step out, even if it's just for an hour in the midst of that long 24-hour on-call day, doing something that is going to rejuvenate my spirit in order to make me more present in that moment. I, you know, I have to do it um, because you you know, I'm not a firefighter, but at the hospital, we talk about running around dealing with fires all day long. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, sometimes you have to just step back and know when you're needed and when it's important that you're going to be there and know when you can wait and can take care of yourself for a moment and then re-engage. Um, being able to navigate that takes a lot of, a lot of discernment on individuals part and, yeah, I think I think it's important. You know, we started this podcast so that we could help listeners kind of just create a better mindset for themselves to to help them navigate through life. And I know we've got a lot of listeners who who aren't out there working on the front lines like the two of you guys are, right? But it's it is I love what you just said about uh you can't be at your best if you're exhausted. And I think too many of us, no matter what our job is, are going from job to kid 
to sport, to work out, to eat, to sleep, to work, (laughs) you know, and it's, and it is, it can be exhausting. Right. And so no matter what you're out there doing, I think this is just an incredibly important conversation and you need to find the time to sit down recharge so that you can be at your best. You, you, if you're listening to the podcast, it's because you want a better mindset for yourself. And I, and it starts right here. You've got to be able to, to recharge, refocus. Yeah. Let me, let me add something to that. And, and Heath, you touched on this idea of being present, right? Well, let's define that for a second. And and for the (laughs) listeners out there, you know, Kevin and myself and Heath, we can all see each other right now. Okay. So what I'm going to try and portray here is this, I'm present, but if I'm falling asleep, am I really present? Right. You know, you could tell me the most important thing in your life. And if once again, I'm falling asleep or my mind is drifting, or I'm just tired from the week or exhausted from everything else going on in my life, it doesn't matter, right? I have to recharge so that then when I am then present in front of these people, I'm actually there, able to listen, able to focus on what they're asking, and then point them in the right direction if that's my challenge. And so I love the fact that you talked about being present because it is present just doesn't mean your body in front of somebody. It means your body and your mind ready to listen, ready to focus and ready to make decisions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, you know, being there and not somewhere else. And it's so easy when you're so busy to be uh, a thousand different places all at once, uh, at least in your headspace. And, you know, you make the most out of the moments when you can be fully there, when you can be listening, when you can be engaged, when you can, when, when you can let others that you're working with or, or caring for know that, you know, you're, you're there, you're, you're fully there, you're understanding, you're getting what they're, what, what's going on and, and you're involved. And I think that that can solve a lot of problems if, if people can just learn how to be present to, to each other. Yeah. I, you know, Kevin, Kevin will laugh at this one. We both have four kids and, you know, I can sit there and talk and, to point blank, look in my kid's eyes and, you know, make a spiel about something. And then I'll be like, okay, can you repeat what I just said? <laughs> nope. <laughs> not, not, did you hear anything that I just said to you? Nope. Cause they aren't present. Are they, they are thinking about every other thing in the world. Let's, let's do this Heath. Okay. We, we have listeners that tune in and they want tangible things. Okay. If they can, if they can grab onto those things, they want, Mm -hmm. they want true advice. I mean, stories are amazing and they hit people all different ways, but then at the end of it, people simply just want sometimes a step-by-step process. If you can lay something out there for them, which would be this, do you have advice for listeners out there um, who want to take a step back, who want to recharge, who want to rededicate themselves in order to then accomplish something here in the near future, do you have some advice to them on what they can do in order to help recharge their batteries? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I want to take this opportunity or that, you know, this question, I, I think it's an opportunity for me to just share something called the wellness wheel with everyone. And if you're listening to this podcast, I just encourage you to Google it. Um, and you can pull it up and you'll, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But I think when we think of taking a break, rejuvenating, charging the batteries, uh, we often zero in 
and focus only on our the, the the emotional and physical needs that we have. We try to take more time off. We try to exercise. We try to get more sleep, for example. And while these are really helpful and while these are excellent things to do and things we all need, I think the problem is that it really ignores that we're all as people more complex than our sleep schedule and our exercise patterns and, and rejuvenating and, and charging our batteries is more than just getting extra sleep and taking the, taking the day off. And so there's something called the, the, the wellness wheel that I love because it really calls out seven areas uh, of, of wellness that we need to be focused on in our lives. And those seven areas or domains are our social wellness, our financial wellness, physical wellness, emotional wellness, intellectual wellness, uh, spiritual, environmental wellness, um, all of those things are equally important to charging your batteries. Uh, take social, for example. Are you spending time with friends? Are you connected to your family? Are you connected to your community? Financial, are you budgeting? Are you as as able as you're, as, as, as far as you're able to do, are you setting a budget for yourself that's meaningful and that is, you know, not going to stress you out if you're able to do that? Physical, are you getting exercise? Are you, are you eating healthy? Are you staying away or decreasing, you know, uh, alcohol use that may uh, lead to so many th- uh, challenges in your day-to-day life. Um, emotional, are you able to process your emotions? What's going on? Are you able to talk to someone when you have a bad day? Are you able to, 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 to share what you're experiencing with others? Um, intellectual, are you challenging yourself? Are you trying to learn new things? Are you trying to, 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 to learn something new? Are you trying to, um, uh, are you keeping your mind active? Um, spiritual doesn't necessarily mean religious. It just means, you know, yoga is a spiritual practice, uh, meditation. Those are spiritual practices. Are you, are you staying connected? That's what that means. Are you staying connected to yourself, to others, to meaning? Do you have purpose, a sense of purpose? And then environmental, I mean, this is kind of a silly one, but something as simple as, is your house clean? <laughs> you know, um, things like that. Is your office desk a mess or are you keeping it in a sense that it's not going to be a physical representation of how your day is looking right now? Um, and, you know, I, I say all of those seven because we focus on the the kind of the physical and the emotional. We need more sleep. We need more exercise. But really to truly rejuvenate and charge your batteries. I think it's so important for people to think about those seven categories and think about each of them. What am I doing to make sure that I am healthy and rejuvenating and charging my batteries in each of these seven categories? Because I think they all impact uh, each other. And so, you know, I I can give, you know, concrete examples, but I try to focus on all those seven and think, are there other areas of those that, that I need to work on today specifically? That is some awesome advice. I love that. I've never heard of it. So that's great. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, um, is the wellness wheel, is that, is this like a book or like, a um, kind of like a cat, I was like thinking of like a calendar, but I know it's not like a calendar, but I mean, where did you pick up on the wellness wheel at Heath? Yeah, you know, the wellness wheel is utilized by all sorts of organizations from counseling to, um, you know, I think a lot of, um, you know, in, in, you know, my own religious circles, we use it for pastors to help train healthy pastors. Um, in a, in a, you know, we all have to focus on the wellness wheel and identify areas that, that we're doing good at and areas we need to work on because, 
we recognize that we are at our best selves when we are healthy in all seven of those categories. And so I think it's, it's used across the board in business and, and in counseling and, and other types of professions. Um, even insurance companies use it for, uh, you know, resources they provide to, to, uh, to users on their plan. And so I, you can find, you know, a hundred examples of it out on the, on the, on the internet, but really it's those seven categories that are key. I love this. We, you know, we're, yeah. we're learning every day, Kev, you know, just <laughs> like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is why we That's, do this. This is, is exactly this is fantastic. And I, and I love it because, you know, real quick, Heath is with our chaotic, uh, lives around here with our four kids and my wife and I always joke about the, you know, the chaos level being a 12 out of 10, you know, every day <laughs> around here, something as simple as having the house clean just helps our minds recharge and, and we're on to the next thing. It's, you know, just a, just a, a, a clean first floor, you know, of the house just goes a long way. And, and I just, I love that wellness wheel. That's good stuff, man. Heath, thank you so much, buddy. It was great, <laughs> great seeing you. Great hearing from you. So glad we were able to do this. Um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in to part three of recharging your batteries. We will see you back in January for some brand new episodes. Jason and I are going to recharge our batteries here for a couple of weeks uh, through the holidays. And uh, please take a minute or two to leave us a comment, rate the podcast, review, tell us what you thought about Heath and the wellness (laughs) wheel chat. And we're just looking forward to a great 2023 in, in this 10 to win podcast journey. So thanks for joining us on it. And finally, as always, if you're impacting or influencing just one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks again, Heath. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, thanks so God much, God bless, guys. Heath. Merry Thank Christmas you so much. You. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to Win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah.